Welcome to another work week with the Lakeland Sports Guys. Tom Carroll, Chris Cox, by the coach, Dan Spivey. And in the house, we've got Mr. Sam Pickney joining us here as well. Decked out in all the emerald gear, and we'll give you all the details of why that is. <laughs> Coming up in a little bit here, but we got a lot to talk about today, guys. We got Abbeville had uh, uh, the appellate panel uh, meeting uh, on Friday, and it went very well for them. As a matter of fact, they ended up getting passed four to three, so we'll dive into that uh, a little bit. We'll get into uh, Lander basketball, Erskine basketball, and volleyball to go along with all of that. Rustling over at Lander, I forgot about those guys as well. We got uh, rustling over at Emeralds. Um, boy, there's a big one that took place with McCormick and Dixie uh, over there as well and that was a huge basketball game that went into overtime so we'll dive a little bit into that because that uh, you know if, if you didn't hear the fireworks over there uh, you're missing out it was an awesome basketball game all the way around and, and McCormick had to come back from behind so we'll dive into that and give everybody the details on it but first and foremost Chris uh, how are you I'm great man how are you doing doing well Stan road warrior Minnesota. this week <laughs> along with it but glad to have you back here in greenwood my friend i'm glad to be back good deal and uh, let's talk about abbeville and mr pickney you can jump in anytime that you like on this one uh they had the appellate panel uh appeal that went very well for them um you look at ryan hicks who was the attorney that came in and uh, he laid down i mean he, he didn't limit it to the 10 minutes it went beyond the 10 <laughs> mark but he came in and he basically said what I had said earlier is, why are they going with the AMD numbers um, for the 45 AMD numbers without the multiplier when it should be null and void? And uh, he brought that up, uh, cited the reason why he also cited travel um, and gave examples of it. I think 133 miles, uh, 0.6 or something it was, from Blacksburg back to Abbeville and, of course, uh, in that in that uh, uh, region as well. So he, he brought up some good points, I thought, overall. As far as the attorney for the South Carolina High School League and, and his reasoning, and I guess you would say the answer that he gave for the argument as to why they're using the non-multiplier numbers, um, stating that those raw numbers are to evaluate each specific situation. Well, isn't that what the multiplier times three is supposed to be? That's what it was supposed to be. That was my understanding. Fair competitive so, play. You know, Change so, the rules as we go. <laughs> the other thing that Mr. Hicks brought up that, that I thought was very interesting was he said in the motion that was given, it was the non-multiplier that was cited as the reason why they denied. Um, and I think the committee all of a sudden said, whoa, wait a minute, that's, you know, we're going against what we're doing here. But also there was a gentleman in there that said, you know, I'm for small schools. I understand the travel being my issue, uh, you know, being from a small community and, and having to travel and watch my kids as well. And then, you know, 4-3, it ends up passing afterwards. But, uh, you know, credit Ryan Hicks and, and the principal for getting out there and, and getting the homework done. I think the executive committee, meeting that went and the appeal that happened with that was kind of the tune-up more or less and they said okay now we know what we're dealing uh, against with the appellate uh, panel we'll be able to come back a little more forceful here we yep. talked we talked about it. we felt like they would probably win that appeal and it took you know and there again i think what the the young ad did she did a wonderful job with the presentation but when you the appellate you're dealing with you you need to have that lawyer you need to have that guy that goes in there and he's calm, cool, and collect, unlike my buddy in Columbia. But that we agree. well, and, and <laughs> here's the thing: is he wasn't like a lawyer. I mean, he was just stating facts. Right. I mean, it, it, you could have sworn that he was the principal, not the guy sitting next to it. Right. But you know, my whole thing is, where does this help, Abbeville? Right. Other, and, and, other than <laughs> I mean, football, they're going to be dominant because they were dominant in two way. They. They kind of cited, you know, the minor sports or the other sports that they have, but uh, it hadn't been that many years ago. Their basketball team was pretty good. They've had good softball teams. Uh, now, they did lose Mark Smith as a baseball coach a few <laughs> years ago, but when Mark was there, they had a great baseball team. And it goes back to what I'm saying. It, I don't see how you can use that as a parameter to say I need to go from two to one because of the minor sports. When you look at the coaches that of those minor sports and every one of them are hired as football coaches and then say, go this. Now, when Mark was hired, he was hired as a baseball coach first. Well, you can help out with the football team if you want to make another $1,500. Well, okay. But 
he was hired as the baseball coach. And that's what a lot of these schools are going to have to start doing, especially the smaller schools. I mean, I know it's well, hard you, to put a staff you, together. If you don't have the number of kids, though, and he was citing that, their basketball program for the girls, they've got 11 kids. They don't have a JV Well, you, that's where you, you, your basketball coach has got to do, and I'll go back to what a quote that Coach Liner used. you got to recruit the halls. You can't just say we're going, and that's just like Mr. Pitney can attest to it. We can put up and say we're going to have a basketball team, but unless that coach is out talking to the people in the neighborhood and in the school halls and everything else, if you see a six-foot-two girl like Sam was walking down the hall, you're going <laughs> to grab and say, I need to talk to you. Uh, I want you to play basketball for me. You may never played before, but I'll coach you up. And I think they have the personnel in the school system yeah. to do that. Yeah, um, I do too. You got to send those guys out there. These guys really got to, you know, make an effort and but talk to the student body to get those girls, you know, come in. Right. You know, and um, and a lot of them play a lot of them play softball and volleyball yeah. and things of that nature. And I don't see why they can't, you know, yeah. talk most of these people to play multiple sports, mm-hmm. you know, stuff yeah. like that. Well, and, and that there again, that goes back to the coach being. The girls' basketball coach, that's what they want to do, whether it's a man or lady, that's what they want to do. They're trained to be a basketball coach. They're not trained to be the tight ends coach for the football team. Oh, and we're going to throw you this stipend, and the only thing I do is show up and throw them the ball. No, that don't work in this day and age. Uh, you can find somebody that will come in there. As a coach, it's your job to get the people out. And I just feel like that every school can do it. And well, speaking of which, with Abbeville football, um, <clears throat> one of the numbers that they threw out there was the number of folks that they had on the varsity and JV. And it, it, uh, according to the athletic director, she said around 50 folks uh, yeah. between the two programs. And if you've got 50 folks on the – my question to them, if they had said something about that, I'd ask them, how many, how many girls do you have on the cheerleading squad? I, I got brought had, up with another. I bet, you, I bet you they had 20. So why can't you get more girls out for basketball? I think in a way, though, you Stan, know? it's a double-edged sword because what we've been – I bet you all great. I just – we'll clear up the terminology really quick. We talked about the numbers. I, if I had been Abbeville, I would ask them if there's a possibility we could stay in 2A for football and just do away with the rest. But with the multiplier, you brought it up when you said the number of students in that school – that's what all of this is being based off of. What was the number one we talked about it two weeks ago that Apple has as far as, like, um, population? They're, like, the third or fourth biggest 1A school now? Yeah. They'll be the fourth biggest. biggest yeah. And that's only, what, maybe 200, 300, 200 uh, students? Not even that. Maybe 50, so, 60. Well, there's not a whole lot of difference. I mean, that's what I'm saying, but the reason we wanted the multiplier was for great, great – I want it for great collegiate. That's my <laughs> arch sentiment. Uh, nemesis from now on in my life but so i think that's what we're we're doing with that so i think in order to get it for to get them i and a friend of mine her brother-in-law is the coach at johnsonville and he has gripe his butt off for the past three years because it's been christchurch southside christian or st joe's and unfortunately it's been christchurch when that 1a for the last three years and they made state played for state and christchurch has won all three um we're back to level one basically in 1A football here in the Lakelands because it's still McCormick, it's Cowan Falls, it's Ware Shoals, now it's Abbeville. Dixie, Cowan Falls. Yeah. So you kind of brought your Dixie-Abbeville rivalry back into play now, but that that's where we're still at, though, because you got rid of St. Joe's, Southside Christian, and Christ Church, but you're bringing a, what I would say a powerhouse in Abbeville back yeah. in. It's, it's, it's not what we want, but it's still better than what we had. So it's kind of that double-edged sword. I agree with you. If you're hired to be a basketball coach, that's your job. Yeah. Your other job is to get other coaches to go out there and do your job for you. If you don't do your job, you get fired. Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of a double-edged sword about 1A and, and the rest of these things. And like Fox Creek, you brought that up. That was a smart guy that did it that day. Because Mr. Pickney, he goes and he he didn't say anything about the numbers. What did he say, Tom? He Kerr? talked about the facilities. We don't facilities. have the facilities to be a 4A school. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think that is intelligence. That that's what you have to look at. And he's been a part of committees before because that is that's intelligent thinking right there. My thing <laughs> about the personnel as far as football team, um, enlighten me. How many kids did ninety six have this year on the varsity? 
They had about 35. 35 yeah. <laughs> my point is that. <laughs> but but here, here's my point. If they, if they start, and I think it was Gray that was using it, that they had like 36 kids, and why do we want to go play these teams that are going to have 90? Well, wait a minute. Let me see. The last time I watched a football game, it was 11 versus 11. 11. <laughs> and so that's 22. Throw in a few special team players and a few subs. You might be at 25 that's going to get actual meaningful minutes. So the other 65 that's standing over there on the sideline, they just putting on a uniform that some coach is going to have to wash after the game. That was the point I was not making. even going to get it dirty. We got to watch good football to watch it. at Greenwood, yeah. but did Greenwood ever have 90 players on that sideline at any given no. time? No. The most we had at any given time, probably 65. I was going to say maybe yeah. 70. Yeah. That's so, I mean. I, that, but out of that <laughs> 70, how many of them actually exactly. saw meaningful minutes? And Whereas you look at a great collegiate that goes out and recruits, they're going to bring in, they might not have but 35 players. But every one of them 35 players can have meaningful minutes and be a difference maker where when you get to numbers 30 and 35 at these other schools, it's going to be a drop-off. You're a one for a reason and a two for a reason. That's what you get where why you're paying these guys to coach these guys up. That's the main thing. I mean, even started when it was parking rack. When it was parking rack, it was your head coach, two assistants. You had his son and his son and his son. (laughs) And you didn't know who you was getting, and you had to coach all those kids up. Yeah. And, and, the, and the best coaches end up rising to the top and end up winning the championship. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it should be the same way on any level. Your job as a coach, coach them up. If you coach your kids up correctly, teach them the fundamentals, teach them the ins and outs, increase their IQ to the football game, you will be competitive in every game. And that holds true to every sport. Every sport. And, and you, offer, you give them the discipline that these kids need today. Yes. Give them a work ethic, and you can win. You don't have to have three five-stars on your basketball team to win a state championship. You don't even have to have a five-star. If you've got seven, eight kids that like playing the game and will work their butt off in practice, share the ball. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat the team that's got the one superstar because he's going to take every shot. <laughs> and the only thing they got to do is play a little defense on the other ones, and one man's not going to beat five. You know, my, my only thing about when I watch when I watch sports is, you know, I, I don't like, you know, like I tell my daughter goes with me into a lot of games, right? And I'll sit there and she said, oh, Dad, this is bad basketball. Now, when my daughter sits there and says, this is bad basketball, then you that's mean you're watching bad basketball. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, you know, and then you know, you just you just get your kids to a point where they can compete. You know, you get the ones that that at the whole time is giving hundred and ten percent. They're trying their best. That's in the right position. Maybe they not make the play on that best player on there, but they were there. And if when I see that, that's what I look at most of the time when I'm looking at basketball. You know, is is this team being coached up correctly? Are these kids learning what they're doing? Or are they just out here? Did this guy drew up some plays and are they just out here? And you know, are they being taught the fundamentals, fundamentals that they need to, to know to, to compete, to be competitive, yeah. just right. just to compete? And that's the thing about Abbeville football. We know they're being taught the fundamentals. Yes, and yeah. going through all no, that. Right. So the other sports need to step it up. So guess what we're saying, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah, get you get you a coach. Need the tennis coach. Hire a tennis coach. Get you a coach that'll put as much into his basketball, baseball, track, softball, whatever team it is, as that head football coach puts into his football team, and you'll win. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the, the, the athlete, the, the people are in the school. It's, They're it's that. Like my friend, um, uh, Bobby Bentley, we went to Presbyterian College yeah. together. When he took over Burns, you know, the first thing that he did that what Abbeville had been doing for a long time, he went down to the middle schools and the park and rec and he gave them a skeleton version of what he was doing with the same jargons, the same lingo, same language, teaching the kids all the way up the same thing. And Abbeville does the same thing. And uh, credit what credit's due. They, they wreck they middle school, <laughs> they all the way up to the high school, they do basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you, took, you know, Bobby Bentley took Burns to, you know, National Heights where he was uh, playing team nationals. Yeah. Yep. And so – and Abbeville does the same thing as a, as a 2A school or 1A school. 
They've been doing things right for a long time, and it shows. And it's just the same thing with everything else. If you end up doing it mm-hmm. and investing in your kids, not just the ones I got, oh, I got this five-star here, four-star here. But you start small and work your way up and let those guys groom and learn for each time. And it, also get these parents out their ego. You know, everybody run this, everybody run this, and, and you'll see who coaches the best. You will see in, in, in these uh, other uh, organizations that it's the cream will start rising to the top. And he'll yeah, – it makes much more sense for Emerald and, and uh, Greenwood High to get these students doing the same thing all the way across the board. Good deal. Um, trivia question for you. When was the last time that Abbeville was 1A? Can you go? It, it, it's. Uh, I'm going to say six years. I'm going to say 12. <laughs> 2011. 2010, 2011. There you go, so, yeah. there you go so 12 years. You're right. Roughly there. I got one for you, Mr. Pitty. You're talking about your classmate, Bobby Bentley. <laughs> Need to come and congratulate him because he's going to work yes. himself into a pretty good high school yeah. job yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. I texted him. Uh, so. I texted him a week ago when he had, he got it, and uh, he called me Big Pink. So <laughs> he's a thank. There's you. your new name, man, Big Pink. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I congratulated him, man. And you know we've been you know we went to school, actually school together. Bobby was a Bobby came in as a quarterback, and they ended up moving him to defense. So he understood both sides of the sides of the ball, and you know we've been friends ever since. His boys were quarterbacks too, so. Yep. Uh, well, the one thing too, we'll kind of, I know we won't talk about, but I heard a rumor now, I don't know if y'all have heard it or not, there's some legislation down there with the high school league, kind of behind the doors deal that uh, they're trying to get past this, uh, pretty much a transfer rule that you can't be, say, like at Emerald for football. And then come end of the semester, transfer to Greenwood for basketball or baseball. Mm. If you're out of school, you're going to be there for a year. Mm-hmm. And keep these kids from jumping from one high school to the next just to play a certain sport here and a certain sport there. Now, whether it'll come to fruition, we'll have well, to wait Well, it probably will with the with the new legislation that's coming in because the South Carolina High School League, we can all say, is, is pretty much going to go away with the legislature yeah, and what they're doing so and bringing in the time. high school association yeah. is what they want to bring in with yeah. new rules and, and things of that nature that they've implemented. Matter of fact, I think they were the ones that basically <laughs> said the, the multiplier and, and – you know the competitive fairness thing. The high school league need to look at need to look at it. All of a sudden, that was a push for them to mm-hmm. to do that. So I think the legislature is saying, hey, you know, your days are numbered as far as the league goes. We'll end up with an association in that regard, much like North Carolina did and Georgia. I think um, they're following the right thing. I, I you know, I, I give Coach Singleton a lot of grief. You know that, but anyway, he's a heck of a baseball coach, and he's he's still been doing pretty well doing what he's doing that time. I'm impressed with what they've done. Um, whether you want to call it growing yourself a pair or not, but he he is doing what he's doing, and I like what they're doing. But they are doing what you say they're doing. They're going. To, it's not going to just be Sacramento High School League anymore. It's going to be the committee, and they're getting away from like maybe I wouldn't say politicians in it as much now. Well, it's going to fall under the Department of Education. That's what it's going to hit. Yeah, and that's where you got to be careful with your vote. <laughs> Make sure you got the right person when you <laughs> voting in your Secretary of Education. That's my only politic for today. All right. Well, we've got Sam Pickney here with us, and I'm curious because I've been sitting here staring at this E, and this is where uh, when I came back to Greenwood for the second time where I got my start, and that that press box is gone. (laughs) The foundation being laid out there at the football stadium, Uh, not to mention the baseball uh, field has got the new press box going, a lot of work going on uh, up and around. You're not involved in all that. You're involved in a different way, mainly in the sporting aspect, correct? Yes. um, (laughs) Oh, when uh, my son and I were going to Westview, and at uh, he, um, you know, they did very well. They did very well the two years that they they were he was over there, and you know, a bunch of his friends. There, um, we're actually with Zone, where we live at. We're zoned for Emerald, and he, you know, of course, everybody knows his brother. Everybody, you know, you know, <laughs> got to um, put a, He's got to. Everybody knows his brother and stuff like that, and and he's very proud of his brother. And he always talked his brother up, but. He did not want to go to the same school as his brother. He wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to go to Emerald. His friends, well, <clears throat> Lucas' best friends, actually, uh, my son is uh, Derek Lucas Pinkney. Um, he's uh, he's an offensive tackle for um, for Emerald. He played with JV. Um, he's currently, he's about 5'10", 270 pounds. Um, 
and they did very well in his first year, you know, um, playing JV. So he was proud of that. And his friend, which um, one of his friends when they played at Westview, um, was going to go to Emerald. There was, and his brother also, um, his um, Dean, his uh, brother was um, Day Day Dean at Greenwood High mm-hmm. that played with Sam, and he was a defensive tackle. He actually played at Greenwood, Greenwood High, and Sam and, Dan, and Dean actually was going to Emerald. So you know that was that was a really, it was a really a great coincidence. And um, so I'm over at Emerald now, supporting them, you know, as well as still Greenwood. You know, but now I'm wearing the you purple. You got to support the home right folks yes. either yeah. way until they play each other. Then you got to choose. Yes. I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> you know I'm not from here, but I, I pour my heart out in this community, and you know that's my thing. I I like I, you know I got friends that coaches and 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 coached over in, in at Greenwood, and and now I'm making new friends and and um you know these guys that really great over here at Emerald, and you know I I put I put myself out to both of them, and I cheer for both of them. You know, when I'm listening, when I'm listening to the radio, when game night, when I go down, when I was going down the road, um, I have one on my phone, <laughs> that one on my phone, so I'm going back and forth through the radio to stream and listen to see who's winning. And you know, I, you know, you know, I just, I like the community. I love the city, love the community, and stuff like that. You know, but you know, I, now I have to say, right now. If if Emerald plays Greenwood, I have to pull for Emerald. Yeah, you look good in purple and gold, by yeah. the way. So. Yes, my wife says that. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been I've kind of been in the same situation you were in. I graduated from Greenwood High. Okay, but all three of my kids played athlete were athletes at Emerald, and uh, so you understand. I I mean I've been there for the football, the basketball. I mean. It seemed like one of them was always involved with something, you know. This daughter's playing volleyball at the same time. This one's cheering for the basketball team that's going to the state championship game. And the son's playing on the soccer team. they always in the playoff. Oh, and this daughter over here, she just happened to be the manager for the football team that went and won the state, so she got a ring. <laughs> you know, it, and it, it does. It, it You have to just put it aside and say, I'm pulling for my kids, and I'm on – be at their games. You know, yeah. it don't matter what's going on to. at the other school. Yeah. I'm gonna, I've got to support my kids. I love the fact with Mr. Pitney when he comes on. I think the last time he was on, Coach Scruggs was here. He wanted his wish list from his players. And it's just that relationship you're talking about you have with your coaches. Coach Carter. Yeah. Over at Greenwood. I yes. know, you know, he and Coach Greg. And, I mean, the, I, I, and that's what we talked about the last time I think he came on the show was the fact that if I was a coach in Greenwood, 96, wear shoals, and you have the elite basketball players you got, girls and guys, you would be my number one friend, and I would be calling you to say, who's zoned for what? And I want to come talk to them because I'd love for them to come out and get a a chance to play basketball for me. And by doing that, that gives them your blessing as a coach to come do it. Now that you got to hold them to the to those standards, and if, you know, Coach Krug's them got a line, you got to smack them around. But I mean, all in all, man, they need to be looking to you for the guidance for the next generation coming on to play basketball. And I think that's why like, I know Coach Carter's called your name a couple of times before when I talked yeah. to him. And me, me, me and Terrence, Coach Carter, um, me and Terrence go way back. Um, actually, Terrence um, coached Travel League before he got yeah. into the school system. And um, I coach, you know, it's an honor to know that he let he allowed me to coach his son. And I let him coach my son. You know, he coached Sam and he coached, you know, the whole nine and, you know, did a fantastic job. He did his own organization. They did very well. Uh, he has a guy that's, that's basically, I think, going to Georgia State now that he taught that left here, actually went to North Carolina. Somebody mm-hmm. saw the talent, stuff like that. And then he ended up taking over Brewer. And, you know, um, and I don't know if he, you know, he came to me and he, and when he was going to leave Brewer, he was going to Greenwood High. And he, you know, he came and he asked me, was I really, you know, might, might have been interested in it. And then, you know, just, you know, feeling me out and, and he knows that I really I'm into more the the travel league and and developing the kids that way, yeah. Than the school because really me I feel comfortable enough that they're at the school system now, and after getting you no know, coach drugs, I mean they're some really good guys and you know the the new blood that they're bringing in and you know whole system stuff like that. Um, I don't really get in football anymore, um, but basketball I, I love. I was a I was a I guess I was a 
power forward playing linebacker in college because I love basketball more than football, but I was better in football than basketball. And uh, I threw the X's and O's and stuff like that, and I was pretty good at it. And, you know, like I said, in Terrence, we, we, and we actually, you know, did travel league all the way up, and, you know, he went. Now he's doing a good job at Greenwood High, and, um, you know, he calls him. He, he'll text me every once in a while about something if, you know, he wants to know something, know something about a kid. Uh, it's not a lot, but, you know, he, you know, he knows that he can call me anytime and I can call him. You know, great dude. And now I'm making these relationship with, the, you know, doing with Enroll, with Coach Shrugs and stuff like that. And um, and uh, Coach Chamberlain now that coaches the JV, you know, whenever, you know, I see them, um, you know, they're, you know, Coach Merv that does the girls over there. You know, and I'm not the only one that does it. I, yeah, I have, we have an elite organization. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But we have an elite organization. But in Greenwood, there's a lot of good, well, I mean, um, um, Cornerica, Oliver, she does well with girls. Um, Clemson Pellion, he does well with girls. Um, his organization, um, 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 there's a there's a group from out of Abbeville, County Line Elite. They do very well with the guys. You know, it's getting you know getting these kids off the street, teaching them the fundamental. You know, they do individual work with them in the whole nine. And you know, my organization, Coach Quan Starks and uh, Terrence Terrence White Jr. You know, his father was a big star at Greenwood High. Um, I think they retired his retired his jersey or um, put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, he's very good with exiting and O's and things of that nature. And we, you know, we're all, you know, we all came together. Um, um, and, you know, we're, you know, we're trying to influence these kids, mentor them, and put them in good situation where they're, you know, they're being noticed. And, and where are, we are getting, we're getting noticed a whole lot. Uh, and I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll give you the stats and after in a little <laughs> well, bit. Well, <laughs> it's, it's interesting you say that because, well, I'm going to take Oklahoma for instance. He had scouts at his, his games. I mean, that's, you know, that's a product of you helping out and, and getting him to where he needed to be. That's, I told y'all about him two years ago and brought him on the show. Yeah, already won. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the talent was, was simply there. And, and, um, and, and it's funny, man, because when I first met him, uh, his mom came to me and was like, hey, um, um, my son's pretty good. And, and she was like, you know, I heard that you're, you're a pretty good coach, and, and I would like him to be on your team. And I'm like, and, and I was like, yeah, here we go. Somebody else. <laughs> well, there's a kid to be good. Yeah. And he actually started playing with someone else. And when we started playing in Park and Rec, we got played against him. And he was all the other team had, and he was giving us fits. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get this kid in my <laughs> system. So when we ended, we ended up doing it, he came in, and we – you know, we we did we did he did an excellent job and he helped he helped us win a um, national championship and um, you know the rest is history. I mean, he yeah. went to, he at Greenwood Christian freshman eighth grade started and freshman and started starting now for the varsity. Heck of a football so, career too started out. I mean, I'm not bad to, to get honored at <laughs> Touchdown Cub in your first year playing football. Foot, and his first year playing football, yeah, so absolute stud. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. Well, uh, what's going on with your program right now? Um, you guys are just about ready to kick back into championship mode. Yeah, we're doing. We're just doing workouts. We've been doing workouts constantly, stuff like that. Um, let the kids come and get free play and stuff like that. And uh, we work on fundamentals. Uh, we just had a big event. I text y'all, but I text you so late. Yeah, I text you late. And I didn't um, text you, but yeah, we had uh, you know one of those events. Like you came to that last event mm -hmm. last year. Um, yeah, um, we had we had our elite eighth graders come in. Um, we our our guys um, last year seventh grade when we was playing on the circuit our seventh grade team um, coached by uh, Coach Quan and Coach T they they actually finished um, in the search engine in event exposure exposure basketball search engine they end up being a number one team in the nation wow. as far as you know um, win record things of that nature and we end up becoming the number one team out of Big Shots which is a, a very good uh, exposure multimedia. Um, organization that um he um throws plenty of tournaments mm -hmm. in in some of the great places he has a lot of kids that's that's going to college he has um he has a lot of kids that has come through their program stuff like that and he's actually want to um he's going they're going to tag our team as a sponsor as a sponsor so we'll be Sakalani elite family big shot so the eighth grade they were that good they're that good and we're still adding on to that to that program and now we're we're opening it up um we had a fifth grade girls team, fourth. There were fourth grade last year, but they had two fifth graders on there, so they had to play up. So they didn't play in their own fourth grade. They had to play in fifth grade, and they won five out of eight championships that they played in. Wow. So now we're going to let the girls, what we're doing, that's coached by Coach Sammy Head, and he was a 
awesome basketball player back in the day. He actually played for Coach Struggs back in the day. And um, um, they're, we're going to try to do – we're going to keep the girls from the fifth – in the fifth grade now with the fifth grade. And then we're starting – we haven't tried – we have tryouts for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And if things work out, we're getting we're – getting, I'm getting two, two eighth graders, two eighth graders now that plays varsity. One of them from Saluda, if, if things work out with that, and the one that's an Emerald like that. And there's another, there's another eighth grade girl that's very good. Um, she lives in Anderson, and her dad and her brother actually is with our organization. So um, they're uh, James Eptings mm-hmm. um, from out of um, Anderson. And his sister, we really want her to solidify that eighth grade team, and they're going to play middle school. So we're doing fifth, sixth, and a middle uh, JV um, uh, middle school girls, and we're doing uh, eighth grade boys. We have two teams, and uh, matter of fact, uh, have y'all been looking at the score from Wright Middle School? Yeah, been following along, they're pretty yeah. good. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's 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 how come on the elite family. That's uh that's two of our starters, and the rest of them was uh uh, uh the guys that that's in the program, and uh um. Mary Williams, um, uh, they call him Sweet Feet, uh, phenomenal player. Um, um, Jay Ford, um, and Jay Ford was projected to be one of the top football players in Abbeville. And it was like, oh, man, he can't play no basketball. And here three years later, he's like, he went down to Made Hoops, which is, his, um, which is a Nike, which is a Nike Gatorade and Wilson sponsored turn, uh, t- tournament. Um, they went down there and they absolutely showed out. I mean, they went three and zero against, uh, and I can't remember who it was, but one of the NBA players' son was actually there, six seven, big six seven kid that's in the eighth grade, and and Ford was pushing him around like a little rag doll. I didn't get to go. The other coaches took them down there, and um, they're actually there now. People are try- now people are trying to start recruiting our kids to either just come play with their teams um, because our organization is set and stuff like that, and. Um, we're, we're still trying to add, I'm trying to get my other player back. Um, Bryce, Bryce, uh, from out of, um, Anderson, phenomenal kid. Hadn't seen him in a year. The boys did see him. I hadn't, um, he's an eighth grader and he's about six, five now. Wow. Came in the gym the other day and he is, he is phenomenal. So, um, our third team is, is really stout. We got uh, another six, three kid. We got, a um, if, if, um, if Bryce come back, they'll give us a six five kid on the eighth grade. This is eighth grade, guys. And um <laughs> um so we're yeah. we're doing well with uh we're doing a ninth grade, um hoping uh get Oklahoma back on the court and we're doing tenth grade and maybe a varsity. It depends on the coaching style. Maybe the varsity. So we expect this is the last time I've been here, guys. <laughs> we, yeah, and that's another reason, like I said, we 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 hit it up. We try to get, like I said, I wanted to coach Crudge before the season started. I would meant to hit you up, too. And like I said, <clears throat> after seeing Oklahoma at Touchdown Club, I said, I got to text Mr. Pitney and see what's going on. And you've been busy for a good reason, man. But um, dealing with – you're not only – when you're dealing with this age group here, you're not only a coach, you're a parent to a lot of these kids that aren't getting it at that point. Um, how much – gratifying is it to see them grow as a person as a kid and they're not your child yeah you know it's <laughs> it's really it's i mean it's, it's a blessing in disguise man that for one the parents give us the opportunity you know mm-hmm. you know men and, and the women of our organization the opportunity to work with their kids and for us to be able to see you know you know just just a kid that does well that you know you take them in and you do what you can and the grades go up and, you know, um, you know, we go places and, you know, they're not running around like, you know, a bunch of knuckleheads and, you know, they're, they're being very disciplined and, you know, they're, you know, doing some of the things that we're trying to, you know, emulate to those guys and right. mentor them into that, that aspect. And then when you see them start to shine, <clears throat> when you see them shine and they do things like that, you know, like, you know, what's, what's going on with Wright, what's going on with Oklahoma. Ty Kennedy actually came into our our foe last year, and now he's he's a standout at Greenwood Christian also uh, as a wing guard. And, you know, you see the potential in these people, and you put – they put – the parents put faith in us to go ahead and make and extend there. And um, Zamir Goodman, he started at, at Emerald. You know, he came into our system, and, you know, he's starting to flourish. And, you know, the JV consists of uh, uh, um, 
you know, on both sides, in Greenwood and Emerald. JV consists of a lot of people that went through our system, that's going through our system. And, you know, they're starting to, you know, a lot of, of our personality and a lot of their scene, what we expect from them, is starting to shine through. And, you know, it, you know it's, it's an honor and a privilege that, and, you know, I commend a lot of parents. It's hard to let somebody coach your kid. Sometimes hard like we do, you know, but at the same time, they have our back when we're doing this. And, um, you know, and, you know, I, look, man, I kid become a millionaire. I don't want nothing from him. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> I'm very – and all our coaches are very comfortable when, when our own skin. We do our own thing. You know, we just want you to su- succeed, to get a chance to go to school, and give you an opportunity for you to play, you know, on, on a different level if that's what you want to do and if you're good enough to it, you know. And our job is to put you in the right position where these people can look at you, where these people can, you know, give, give you an opportunity to exceed – Go to school, you know. That's you know. That's our purpose. That's our purpose. We, you know, we're trying to do the best we can with it. You threw a well, name out that I'm interested in. He said Coach Oliver, and we follow him. I mean, Greenwood pretty good. And there's there's are they twins? Yes. The Oliver girls. Yes. We we have been following them <laughs> with Coach Child since day one, and I think they both lead the team in scoring and stuff. Um, and when you threw the name out, I said that's got to be the mama to these kids. Yeah, or she's exceptional. She's uh, exceptional, Coach. Her staff too, and her her organization. They're exceptional. Um, they, you know, she does. She has kind of the same concept I have that we just cannot, we just cannot, uh, we just cannot conform to Greenwood. We have to reach out, you know, to other areas. Ninety six, you know, there's a dominant rough down there also. And then we do developing a program. You know, there was she was one of the first ones that, you know, my daughter can go down there to the gym and just work out, no obligation whatsoever, free of charge. You know. You know that you know that kind of stuff for the community makes you know makes a lot of sense. And you know she did that, and she'd get the girls from all the way, Fall, McCormick. You know she's just looking for the best for her and put it all together. You know, and you know, and you know, um, and I have a lot of respect for her. For her, uh, she does very well with her girls and stuff like that. And you know, um, you know, but we're doing our thing with girls now too. I think we're gonna put a little more touch on that, and you know, we're trying to expand that. And, you know, you know, wish all other group. I wish all other man. Really, I wish we all got in one, one, one umbrella, time. and we would be. I right, man, I'm t- absolutely. We would absolutely dominate. You want to go against the Green Greenville kids, of course. You want to beat Spartanburg. You want to control Columbia, and then you go anywhere else and stuff like that. And if we all, if I mean, it may come to fruition one day. It may, you know. Uh, you know, I hit the lottery and I, hey, I'm paying for everybody. <laughs> so we're building a double gym. <laughs> yeah, four gyms in this one building. Well, let, let me add, the, the players that you have at right. Will they be going to Dixie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, you and help that <laughs> and help that bas- and help that basketball team oh, over there. Oh. Uh, but they've had some good teams over there. And yes, that's why I ask yes. you they have. And, yeah, Doc Byers' uh, son is 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 for real. Yeah. The Byers kid, yeah. he, he's he's legit. Well, I just hope he don't get caught up like his big brother. <sighs> and you know that story. We're not gonna go there. So hopefully, you know, if you can, those are the kind of kids. though, if you can get them in your program, you can. Keep him from doing what his big brother did. Yes, and, yes. Um, he's 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 a he's a talented kid. Yeah, he's a very a athlete, talented kid. Athlete. Yep. Of course, his daddy was a pro baseball player, so there's some something in the genes there to give you an athlete. Well, I and I know his dad also. You know, and it's it's funny, man. I coached for I coached for him. He actually brought me in the program once when I was in between the Greenwood Lakers and things of the nature, and he uh he wanted me to help help him coach. He's working with the Lakelands. Lakeland Stars, and I did. I, that's you know, I got to meet, you know, got to meet and be f- friends with uh, Doc also, stuff like that. And, um, man, there isn't too many people that since I've been in this area that I have not um, associated with or yeah. you know, you know, got got to meet and got to be friends with. Well, any any of it, with, with with what you're doing with the younger groups, the girls and the boys, it it helps when you have those relationships with the high school coaches. And because they can call you, you can call them. Uh, the kids are not going to be with you forever. At some point in time, they're going to go mm-hmm. and play at Greenwood Christian, at Greenwood High, at Emerald, at 96, at Dixie. And you just want the best for those kids. And uh, I imagine a lot of them may come to you and say, hey, 
I got my choice of going to this school or that school. What do you think of the coaches? Now, that's what's going to be hard for you to do, you know, because you got to be friends with all of them. You don't want to send a five-star over here and then have that other coach mad at you because you didn't send him his way. Okay, this this is where we're going to go right here. Um, me and Terry Carter, we're friends. You know, I was sitting yeah. up to him. I don't – and unfortunately, I don't know the Greenwood High coach. I have not, I have not met him. I, and I'll make it my point to go meet him, and I just haven't. I've been so busy recruiting, you know, for you know our organization is, yeah. and stuff like that, and, yeah. and and you know not in that aspect of recruiting, but also I'm all the kids in my program, me and the guys and our staff, we go watch them play. Yeah. You know whether they play with us or not, um, you know we go watch them play and we go support them. You know, and it, it's tough. It's 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 you know yeah. it's fun. It's tough, but it's fun, and we enjoy it. And I just haven't had a chance to go, you know, to Greenwood, Greenwood High, and uh, but I'm a, I'm making it a point for these last couple of months to go over there and check it out, introduce myself to the coach, and and and, and you know go from there. I'm your hookup there. I I'll take Coach Greg right now, like I did him, and he called me and said, "Did you say you scheduled me an appointment for today and didn't give me the time?" He goes over to talk to Coach Greg, not knowing what it was about. I, I saw it was the beginning of basketball season. What did you think? Of it? So I'll hook you up on that. I'll just text Coach Greg, and he'll give me a time for you to come and see him. But now answer me this, because Coach Carter, I love joking with him about this. Did you teach him how to dance? No. Did you teach his basketball? Because that was that's all I hear about. I don't hear about what a great Oh. Basketball coach he is. You hear about the dancing. I hear the dancing. I see the you video see the with him dancing. No, I, yeah. <laughs> and he jokes around. He's like, "Well, sometimes I'm not going to put the play on 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 the video because maybe I'm a better dancer than coach that night. I know I'd rather be known as the, the, the dancing coach." And the- I was waiting on him to sing. <laughs> we was at a place one time together where they had karaoke, and I was waiting for him to sing. <laughs> I was waiting. He'll sing. He'll sing. He didn't that night, but I was waiting because I was going to put that on film if I saw it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's talk about your son and and what's getting ready to come up here because he's getting ready for the combine, correct? He is. um, um, You know, thank you. You know, thank everybody, you know, that supported him and, um, you know, followed him through his career, sent his messages and stuff like that. Yeah. Make sure you let everybody know I'm not writing this down. This is straight up. Hey, you had got to the letter that he posted and sent out. Yes. It said it all. It, it said it all. I it mean, and it was, you could tell it was genuine. It was, it was heartfelt. Yes. And it wasn't something that he sat there and spent six, the last season coming up with a farewell speech, no. so to speak. I mean, this is something he just sat down. He said, I need to do this. And he did it. And it went out. I showed these guys. I mean, it was unbelievable. When I read it, I said, "This is his support system. This is system, a quality young man. His support system is very good. But him himself, anyone that knows Sam will tell you, it's 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 a couple things about him. He works very hard. As his his uh his handle on his Twitter or whatever at working hard fifteen, it is the truth. When I when I first met some of his teammates on Coastal. And they were like, oh, you Sam dad? Man, Sam works hard. First thing they always it usually come out their mouth. He works hard and he's very humble. He's he is he's very humble. You know, of course he had accolades of of going to the pros. Okay. I mean, you go to college, when you go to college, you want to find a career, yeah. stuff like that, and he won a chance. You know, his transfer from Georgia State wasn't wasn't about Georgia State itself. It was about how can he get to the to next play, level. To the next level to play, you know, with a quarterback that probably possibly yeah. throw the ball. And you got to think, all the things, and people don't really realize, all the things that Sam has done, Sam has never played with a passing quarterback. Till he got to Coastal. Till he got to Coastal. And, you know, they still ran the triple option. Yeah. But, you know, Gresham Call was, you know, throw with 70% and his pass and stuff like that. And, and he has never played, even in high school. They said, why? In high school, Sam had over 1,200 yards receiving. And had a quarterback that ran for almost two thousand yards. Two, well, it was over two thousand, almost yeah. twenty five. That was the senior year. The yeah, junior yeah. year, he ran close to two thousand, and then the senior, he ran for three thousand, mm-hmm. and still he got the numbers. When the ball was thrown to him, he caught the ball. Never played with it. When he went to Georgia State, same thing. They ran, they, uh, run, 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 pass, run, 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 pass, and you know, never complained. 
That boy never I, I complained more than him. His stepmama complained more than him. His mama complained more than him. His brothers. We all complained more than anybody else except him. He just did the, did the He was more comp- about winning and team than anything else. And, you know, you know, and, you know, sometimes it's disheartening to just see, man, this, this kid is doing everything correct. You know, he does everything correctly. And so, going to that, he declared for the NFL. He broke the record in NCAA most games with a consecutive catch. Yep. 58, 59. Yep. And he, he wanted, he came back. When he decided to come back, his thing was that pops, um, I want to get 1,000 yards. And he did that. He was four yards short the year before, so that's close to 1,000. He got over 1,000 yards this year. And then he wanted to prove that he was consistent. And he had 70 catch, 71 catches the year before and 72 catches this year. And 72 catch was a doozy, wasn't it, fellas? It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> What's amazing about those stats are, think if Grayson had been healthy all year. And he did it with three, <laughs> three different quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah, Guest and, and uh, your buddy, yeah. uh, Zepco, or whatever his yeah. name is. Uh, Vasco. 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 Vasco, yeah. Vasco. Sorry, Zepco. Vasco. I was thinking yeah. about fishing again. And, but, you know, and that was – he went through a coaching – well, if you look at it realistically, you could say three because he went from Georgia State mm-hmm. to Coastal, coaching change. Well. And then while he was at Coastal, he gets another coaching change – uh, the offense, to me, just as a layman, just sitting in the stands watching, it didn't change that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yeah, the quarterbacks went through three. But uh, Sam was a consistent. And I always, you know, I laughed about it because he had that grandpa. That was his nickname. Mm-hmm. All the other kids were calling him. And Sam, what now? <laughs> Sam, what now? Oh, I'm I know, sorry. I know. He, he old been, man. They call him yeah, old, old man Sam. Old man old Sam. Man Sam. You know, come on, Grandpa. <laughs> and he was out playing all of them. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, it was, it was like I said, it was a blessing. He, you know, he, he took he took the, the hard way around, and, you know, it, it paid off. And, you know, and most, most, you know, a lot of people don't know, Sam broke the all-time – leading receiving record, passing T.Y. Hilton, who ended up going to play for the Colts and stuff like that in, in, this, in this year. And, you know, so he's the all-time leading receiver in Sunbelt history, you know. And, and now he, he declared for the NFL. Um, he does. He had an um, agency that he signed with. Um, I think they have, they have uh, offices in California, Raleigh, Atlanta, and somewhere else. And he is um, – He's currently training in Cummings, Georgia. He's in Cummings, Georgia. He's training. He's working on um, um, nothing really strenuous, but he's working on his core. He's working on his core. He's working on like, learning how to run, you know, to, to lower his 40 time. Um, when he was at Coastal, you know, he was at top speed. They clocked him at top speed at 22, 23 miles per hour. You know, so that's, you know, that's really getting it. And, I think he's he's mainly working on his core. Um, he's always been a hard work in the weight room and things of that nature. And I mean, he's he's garnered a lot of interest. Um, and I don't want to name call all of them, but he has garnered interest. Um, he has been contacted, um, but you know, he's he's concentrating on um, getting ready and you know waiting for his invite to the combine if he gets one. He doesn't. He has his March 11th uh, pro day mm-hmm. at Coastal. He go there and he'll get his work in and. You know, they'll have 32 scouts there. Yeah. And, and of course, all those scouts are looking at game film. And game film don't lie. They don't lie. I don't care. And, uh, you know, his speed is a little deceiving. And I've talked with Chris and a lot of people about that. He has the NFL size, no Mm -hmm. doubt. He has the NFL hands, no doubt. One of the best high-point receivers I've seen. I mean, if it's thrown – He's, he can get it. His it ball skills matter. is immaculate. Right. And the thing, too, is his route running. He runs route. If he's supposed to be at this spot in 1.4 seconds, he's at that spot in 1.4. Yep. He gets to where he needs to get. And uh, so we're going to, you know, we're pulling for him. We hope that he gets to go to a team that he wants to go to. Mm-hmm. Of course, I know you don't have a lot of choice in that, but uh, – I just yeah. want him to get into it's like it's 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 like this his character when he gets into like when he went to Shrine Bowl 
he wasn't he wasn't garnered as one of the best receivers coming to the Shrine Bowl when Sam went there. But after they seen him and he saw his work ethic, he saw hard work. You know, they give an award out to defense and offense of yeah. the best practice player. He won it, you know. Yeah. It's like that every time or everywhere he, you know, he goes. He goes there and, you know, the guys that see him say, man, this kid is good. Uh, there, there's times when over summer he went against um, um, Sullivan kid that was at Green Bay, but it's somewhere else. You know, they used to work against each other. He actually had time when he worked against um, uh, Josh Norman. You know, yeah. and, you know, they're, you know he's has – done work against these guys like that um and you know now he, he's i just want him to get in the camp that's that's my thing get in the camp be you and everything will fall it'll work it'll right. work itself out because yeah. of the, yep. the caliber kid he is one thing about tom i'm gonna ask you about is because i've seen it in the past that he would know if you talk when you talk to him again the one thing that i like that come on allows now is he can take Grayson McCall with him, and that can be his quarterback during combine if he chooses. Um, I just wonder if that might be a possibility because both quarterback, both he and Sam want to play. There's no doubt. And, I mean, I think we hear more maybe negative about maybe Grayson McCall having what it takes to play in the NFL. One thing about Cummins that you may not know about, you know what's right next door to Cummins? No. Swan. Uh, what is it where the Falcons have their Swan. Swansea or whatever it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Swanee, Georgia. So I can promise you, if he's out there just a regular football field, they got some guys in Atlanta just looking <laughs> at him now. I know you're a Philadelphia Eagles guy, so that's probably your dream <laughs> that Sirianna makes that call. But, I mean, as a dad, though, it doesn't matter. As long as he gets that opportunity. That's what we're saying. Because we've seen so many local guys, let's be honest, other than uh, Goldilocks the other year. He uh, went to Jacksonville. But as far as quarterbacks go, as far as South Carolina guys, yeah. like um, – I'm blank. Who's the kid we were talking about from South Carolina a couple of years ago? Stan, I'm blanking. Uh, uh, you got, you got got 14, Connor Shaw. Connor Shaw. And never got a shot. Right. Well, um, he, he was in Cleveland for a couple of years. He got hurt. He did he get wasn't some shocked. game time. He did get some game time, and he was on there. But uh, I think Connor realized that he was going to be in that organization anyway. He was going to be the clipboard toter, and if the other quarterbacks got hurt, he would get some time. Even though when he got time, he was winning ball games and the other quarterbacks wasn't. And some people now the fans loved him, mm-hmm. you know, but he had the hand injury and that hurt him. But uh, I, you know, we've seen kids from Greenwood go to the pros mm-hmm. and and have very successful careers. Right, he, Josh. You know, you look at uh, DJ, mm-hmm. you know, and then you've had some like the Die Boys that, mm-hmm. you know, be the last guy cut. And uh, so you have to have one now, and that's just like Scott Savanka's kid, Gage. He, you know, he wasn't drafted. He got a free agent contract with the Bears. <laughs> he went up there for a couple of times, you know. Never could just break into that mold of, of what they want. I don't know if it was that what was, what yeah. it was. That was know? the coach he made. I mean, he was yeah. like a first-year coach. They've had, what, four coaches in the last seven yeah. years? Or and that something. makes a difference, who, who that head coach is when they yeah. decide to make that draft. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got, like I said, when I, well, I call it my era, which was 87, 88, 85 Greenwood. I mean, you had Robert, the Dyes. Ben Coates is the reason I'm a Patriot. I'll tell you all that story. That's, yeah. I was a Dolphins fan member in Reno, and Ben Coates, I see him one summer, he said, I'm going to New England. I'm going with you, brother. And I have been a Patriot ever since. I ain't leaving the organization now. I do like the Lions now. But like I said, Sam, we wish him best. Like, still get him on the show. I know he might not want to talk to us about stuff. But once he <laughs> finds some stuff out, I mean, like I said. We'll be but, watching the combine. There, we, we I love the combine. We want him to be drafted. Yeah, we, we do. We don't want him to have to sign a free agent or uh, – he, Come if you want to contract. We want him to get drafted, and I think you get a little bit better look if you get drafted. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. You know, he could be Mr. Irrelevant, and we've seen it before where Mr. Irrelevant ends mm-hmm. up Mr. being Birdie. in the league more than anybody <laughs> else, making more money than everybody else. And so, you be careful, Mr. Want- Irrelevant. It was Brock Purdy the other year, and he he got a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, you know. he's 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 there. I think. Now, and he signed with the agents, so you know they're working for him. But I think his accolades himself got, you know, there were start being mentioned that, oh, he's going to be a deep, deep day three, um, you know, yeah. a day three possibility. And, you know, now I think the whole point of the training and stuff like that and 
is for him to um, increase that, you know, move, get up move, to a day yes, move, to, move that up. Yeah. And you know, you know, I, you know, he didn't uh, he didn't get an invite from the Senior Bowl or the Reese's um, or the East West Shrine Bowl, and you know, still the kid didn't ever say not one <laughs> word. He, you know, Kate, when he came to my house, he had dinner and stuff like that, and you know they were leaving out, and the next day, and he was just ready to go and get get the work in. You know, so he can increase increase his time. Well, well he won't be the first one that never got invited to those games <laughs> and ended up making teams and having long careers where some of these other guys that made it didn't even make the team, you know, so. Well, I, I'm betting on him. I, I really am. I, I would, I, I'm, too. I'm We're betting bet, on him. I'm betting on him, man. I really yeah. am. He'll you know. be there for sure. So, did they, they move to Cummings? They uh, moved it's, to it's Atlanta, just, or just, is it just uh, him? Just temporary, yeah. Him, no, he, no, he's going with his wife and kid. <laughs> okay, you, you know, he's going with her. He's a, he's a family man. Okay. He's a family man. He take care That's of his, his responsibility. And yeah, they're, they're there with him. They, um, you know, like I said, AC, he, he's with um, the coaches that's working with him and stuff like that. Now, you know, take they're taking very good care of him and stuff like that. That's so good. he's done had one worker. He's he had one work, he one week of work, and this will be the second week to start to get his work in. So good deal. Well, before you go, we want to talk about this McCormick-Dixie matchup, number four versus number eight. Mm. Um, this this was a game in itself, one where the Chiefs had to come from behind with, what, about 3.30 remaining. They were down seven. Um, and it basically, uh, from what I hear, the coach basically said, hey, let's just make our shots. We, we haven't been making the shots. Let's just make our shots this time around. And, boy, if they didn't do it in that last two minutes. Those guards the from McCormick. Oh my goodness! I got to watch them play against Emerald, and I was like, "Oh my!" I, I, you, when you watch a game, and you know you pulling for a team, and for me watching a lot of basketball, oh, I knew this was I knew this was done early. This, was done early. this wasn't gonna go well for no, Emerald. No, no, nothing you can do. Those guys, yeah. they're phenomenal. They're they're very confident with the ball. They space very well. Skip pass. You know, they drive and kick out, and they drive and finish, and they just shoot. I mean, they got pretty good range. I, I watched them, and you know, um, I never got to really see Dixie. Um, my my guy, um, the other coaches have, and you know, we talk almost we talk almost every day, and that's that's the guy that's true about our organization. We talk every day about basketball yeah. or football, and you know, they was telling me, "Hey, man, such and such," and then you know, we 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 talk about the ways we you know we talk about the guys set guys up and. How he's able to get to his spots, and you know, we talk all, all basketball and stuff like that, so you can play it in your mind and understand where where is that and where they're supposed to be. But um, they said that game was phenomenal. They said it was absolutely phenomenal. I I wish I had seen. I think I'm going. We had we have like ball. I'm trying to find it. I think we had ball TV or something like that where. I got to find a stream and look at it. It'd be like a huddle, but it yes, might be what yes, you're talking about. Yeah. Coach Brown, the one thing I will say this, every time I see a quote from Coach Brown from McCormick, he's talking about when you're coaching, a lot of times you'll admit to this, he said players want the ball. He said that ain't the case to McCormick this year. Just like when we kept asking the question, when is this team going to become ranked? He didn't want them ranked. until he, like the second week of And January. he was all willing to do with them not being ranked in the top ten or whatever right. in the state of South Carolina because right. – he wants them to focus on being team first oriented. He said this team is. Now the one kid that I have seen play is Cartledge, and I think he he is phenomenal. Now we've seen um what's his name, Cam. Um, yeah, Cam. We've seen him play. I mean, he was really good last year. Um, and Durant's, you know, just a solid player. And I mean, but you got this is a five man team that that plays that way. And if you got the stats right there, it probably says it. I don't have all the stats. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I would they, guess it was probably good. Seven free throws in order to win it. Now. Yeah. I mean, when in you, overtime. When you have a team like that that's playing as a team. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you see it. I mean, just watch the South Carolina girls play with ten players. Every one of them are getting their time. They're, they're getting their share of the ball. But they understand I have to share the ball, too. Mm -hmm. We're playing – so they play a lot looser. You would think that the number one team in the nation, they would come out tight. These girls just come out. They having fun. They having fun. And, and you they're know, good to watch. And it doesn't matter who's on the bench and who's playing. If a player on the floor makes a good play, like the dunk the other day or somebody hit a, a nice three, the bench goes crazy. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who's over there. And – they support each other, and that's that's what's happened. That's what we're seeing, like at McCormick. I mean, 
they don't might not be okay. The guards are the guards. Yep. But they're sharing the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not a man what, one man show. What? what no, it's you not. Know, it's 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 kind of a picky poison. Well, if we stop this guy, well, we might stop, him, but he's still passing the ball. You know, he's still driving. Oh, well, he can light it up from three. So what do we do? Well, if we start trying to double up him, what about the other guy? It's just, a, you know, they're giving the, the coaches thing, a right. lot to think about. Right. The other thing about this McCormick team that I've been told is defense. Yeah. There isn't one of those players in the starting five that is, you know, a, a phenomenal or, you know, lax in defense, I should say. They're all phenomenal on, on both sides of the ball. Yes. Now, defense, and you see it. And and this is what I just irks me, but uh, high school basketball, mm-hmm. you see quality defense play. College basketball, the better teams, they're going to be your better defensive teams. But when you get to the pros, they don't play defense. <laughs> it's just whoever's got the ball, chunk it up, and if I'm close, I might get a rebound and get an easy putback. But mm. you know, and, I still watch it. I still watch it. But you're the only one. You know, I, you know <laughs> if you, the teams that are going to win are the teams that are going to play defense, because right. defense is going to win your championships and. That's what I say, man. Defense predicates your offense. Yeah. And that's what you really got to look at. Yeah. One thing before we but, get off here, you, you made a statement. That's one of the things that we do. You know, you know how many, how many six, seven, six, eight kids you know that's around here in Greenwood? Not many, right? Lot. No. We predicate our offense on on steals, transition basket, playing defense, good mm-hmm. defense, and then you know, of course, we do a lot of dribble, penetrate, and kick out, and shoot, yeah. working on shooters. That when you say that about defense, mm-hmm. it's exactly what. What we, we do here what, in our organization when we teach them, we play tough man-to-man defense. We can play zone. We can play anything. We can play one two two one three one three one. We can play 2-3. We can go man. We teach all the aspect of, of that. It's like, you know, you don't see our kids doing like this and then reach behind and trying to get something like that. Nah, no, no, we're not. <laughs> well, it, we're not, not you, None of that fun really stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's – this is – you alluded to it earlier, basketball knowledge. Yes, the IQ. Learning, having the the basketball IQ. Okay, you know, all right, through our scouting reports, oh, this guy, he's left-handed or she's left-handed, and, okay, we're going to make her go right. We're not going to give her a left. She's going to want to go left, so where's the ball going to be? Where do my hands need to be? Where do I? Where do my feet need to be? Yep, where I need to be. I can I can get some steals because I know what she's gonna want to do or he's gonna want to do. I just got to be in that place. Other, I got to move my feet. Mm-hmm. Defense is about movement. It's not about being standing still like a tree. And I don't care if you're seven two, you can't stand still and put your arms up. Exactly. If you move in your feet, you're gonna get the steals. You're going to get a lot of run-out baskets like what you're talking about. You're going to get – and even if you don't get the run-out, you're going to get open shots on the other end of the floor if you share the ball. Yep. Somebody's <laughs> going to be – somebody's going to get a mismatch in a man-to-man or you recognize the zone. You know what you got to do to get somebody open in it. I want to get a shout-out quick to my um, um Clarence Brownlee, he also helps. Uh, Coach um, Billy Brisher, he helps also. Uh, he's actually going to be joining the coaching staff and uh, taking over. Um, um, who else? Um, uh, Gina Pinckney, she keeps the books, very good job. Crystal Jackson, she helps also with the organization. She does a very good job. Uh, Sammy Head, coach, of course. Quan Stark, Terrence White, these guys have been a pillar of um, our organization, do a good job. Um, and um, – um, James Epting from out of Anderson helped us a whole lot shooting stuff like that. And I wanted to make sure I gave a shout out to all those groups like that and all of the organizations out there that's doing a good job. And man, uh, guys, y'all a one and, and um, you got my support. Just uh, hit my number up. Um, and y'all guys are welcome to our next big workout. Tell me, it <laughs> will be February the tenth. February the tenth. Put, put that on the phone. Yes, book. put it in there. February the tenth. We should have our elite um, eighth graders again, and then I have. Uh, we're starting to narrow down. We're going to be starting narrowing down our other groups and stuff like that. 
you and Tom can come in and interview the guys. Be great. Um, you know, uh, you know, you you you'll, you should be see you should see some of the layout as far as the record with uh, Wright. You can talk to those kids there. See how it feels when you know their their run, that magical run that they're making. That's very exceptional. And uh, you know, I you know I welcome you guys anytime, and I appreciate you guys having me come here. Is that at your normal uh, at Westside? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. And that's February the. February the 10th. 10th. That's going to be a Saturday. Yes. Now, if they want to get a right, hold what of What time is that? Um, <laughs> um, actually, we're going to have girls early that morning. Usually, we'll start with the boys around 12. You come get there at 1130, you can probably chat with some of the girls, stuff to get like that. that. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. They want to find out more about Elite, how they do that. Um, we find out more about um, South Carolina Elite Family. Just um, you can find. You can uh, give me a call at 864-450-7274, or you can um, you can find us on. Um, uh, I think we're working on we're working on our new website, you know, because we're we've been doing some big things. You can text it back to but us. Just, yeah. uh, I will, so you can go ahead and put it on there. Yeah, we'll talk to the guys there. so we can make sure we get it and uh, get it out there so they can just contact us. Uh, some of the people know the guys that I mentioned. Hey, just hit them up on Facebook, and because uh, we communicate everything, it's not a dictatorship over here. We do we do everything like as a committee, and because uh, we try to get the input and try to bring the best that we can out there. And I gotta get Chris out to see awesome. this eighth grade team because the seventh grade they were phenomenal just watching them. Oh, geez. I mean they were. Uh, they, you want to talk about these cats can move? <laughs> they fly up and down the court, so it should be fun. Sam, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have tell, Sam picking with us. Tell Sam what we'll we. Praying for him, we hoping him the best. Uh, well, I, I, and um, we don't we don't expect nothing in return. You know, he don't he don't have to send a sign. We just want to watch him continue at the next level. We just want to see him play at the next level. Yeah, now get him home, man. I'll try to get him out here. Yeah, right, man. I'll, I'll bring him here to lunch. Well, we know he's got more important things to yeah. do right now uh, than to be uh, down here talking to us three students. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, Chris. Enjoy it, man. Appreciate any time, Mister Pig. Now I'll get you and Coach Greg up. I'll get hey. you over there, and you can go in Terrence yeah. Carter's office and have an interview with him. But um, He's a we, good guy. We can continue this on for another four hours, I'm sure. Oh, we could. Carolina, Kentucky tonight, 7 o'clock. Carolina, Kentucky. That's the ladies, o'clock. correct? No, that's no, the men. That's, that's Coach Paris. That's Coach Paris and the men going at it. Just hit them free throws, Coach. If they win this, they'll probably be ranked. Just hit them free throws, Coach. That's what we didn't do last game. Let's hit the free throws. But we still pulled a game out of Arkansas that we never win. Yeah, we never was, we never win a little rock. And we won it by 13. And we did. And like so. I said, that was just we, we played <laughs> They're complete right basketball. They're by the right way, Clemson the women lost, now. just so you know. I just wanted to let you know. I talked to Coach Weller uh, last night after uh. I talked to Coach Fitney. Um, we're going to work this thing out. I, I, I had a whole spill for that for you today, too. Uh, she's a, she's as, it for Thursday, then. as dejected she, as I am. She's one of those Clemson people wanting to play in the SEC so she can get beat by 60. No, trust me, 10. that's not what we want as far as that goes. <laughs> so. All right. I'm Tom Carroll. That's Chris Cox, the coach, Dan Spivey, along with Sam Pickney here joining us. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great week.